Beautiful Hong Kong home is a crowded place. In the event of a terrorist attack, the consequences could be dire. Stay calm and call the police hotline 999 if circumstances allow. The Hong Kong police are always prepared to safeguard our home. Let's work hand in hand to protect Hong Kong and ensure our city remains one of the safest in the world. All being well. All being well. From mental health to physical fitness. From trendy sustainable tips to the latest COVID news. We've got you covered. Every week we'll be joined by experts from all walks of life to talk about all things wellness. Because, well, you You deserve deserve to be well. Join me, Ben Cullen. And me, Alison Howe. Every Saturday at 3 p.m. Live on RTHK TV 31. And live on RTHK Radio 3. All All being well. Welcome to The Week on 3. I'm Christy Lai. The weather hasn't really been great lately, but I hope you're ready for the weekend. If you're still thinking of weekend plans, I might have just the right things lined up for you. The weather is getting unbelievably hot here in Hong Kong, and I would very much rather stay indoors with air conditioning. The first thing that came to mind was going to the cinema. A film to look out for is definitely Marvel Studios' latest superhero release. Thor, Love and Thunder. To tell us more about his thoughts is film critic James Marsh. And apparently, he really enjoyed it. You know, it does what it says on the tin in as much as it is about love and it is about thunder. It is um, Thor, we get in an extended prologue, has teamed up with the Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's slightly despondent after the events of Endgame. He's put on a lot of weight uh, in all the wrong places. He's struggling to find a purpose in a sort of post-Thanos post-blip universe. Um, But yeah, he's teamed up with the Guardians of the Galaxies, and so he's just become a member of them for a bit. But it's not not really satisfying. And so he heads back to Asgard, only to discover that the uh, new Asgard, which is now a sort of tourist hotspot somewhere in, I don't know, Norway or Iceland or somewhere like up there. Yeah. um, Is under attack from a somewhat demonic persona character called Gore the God Butcher, (laughs) who is doing what his name might suggest, where he, for his own very personal and quite heartfelt reasons, has declared war on all gods because they forsook him during his hour of need and took his ailing young daughter and and all the rest of his entire race with, with her leaving him alone and rejected. The gods forsook him, so he has declared war on all of them. And he has come into possession simultaneously of a sword called the Necro Sword, which empowers him to do this. Butcher, whilst, all the butchering that he's got to do. While slowly killing him from within. And Chris, this is played by Christian Bale, who is actually rather wonderful. Yeah. He's, he's channeling a bit of Nosferatu, a bit of... If you ever <laughs> remember um, Aphex Twins' Come to Daddy video... Yeah. 
he's that kind of sort of demonic presence. He reminded me also of the child catcher from Chitty Titty Bang Bang, not least when he rounds up all the kids from Asgard and whisks them off to the shadow realm. Yeah, well, say it, say it, say it, child catcher, world famous ballerino. He was. That's how. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. A, you know, when the, when the wagon falls over, it wasn't meant to, and mm-hmm. he does that lovely prancy thing on the side of the wagon wheel. That wasn't in the script. Anyway, you're cool. I, I feel, you know, as ever in your shadow. And uh, that's, that's wonderful, Triv. So, yeah, so Thor has to put, you know, put a new band together in order to go off and fight, uh, fight this villainy. So he teams back up with Valkyrie, played by Tessa Thompson again. Korg, the, the ever-loyal Cronin gladiator, voiced and mo-capped by Taika Waititi himself. Uh, but then into the fray comes, uh, comes Jane Foster. All right. His former flame, the ex-girlfriend, who, for reasons that we, you know, they have not been disclosed in the uh, trailers, so we won't disclose here has transformed into the mighty Thor. Okay. She's not the diminutive five foot one Natalie Portman anymore. She's now like about six foot two, buff, you know, absolutely jacked, long blonde <laughs> hair, and yeah. is wielding um, a hammer. Mjolnir, the, uh, you know, Thor's magic hammer. I want to chuck um, a listener comment at you right now, and it's a bit black and white, this one. So hello to Steve. He says, I love Taika Waititi and... Thor Ragnarok was one of the best of the Marvel films. Sadly, Love and Thunder is one of the worst. Christian Bale is quite good, however. What do you reckon? Uh, I'm a big fan of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, this does not um, sort of reach the, 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 the dizzy heights of Thor Ragnarok, which I did think was actually rather... I had fun with Thor Love and Thunder. I think it's, um, it's less than some of its parts, for sure. I think there's a lot of goofy silliness... Uh, not least when um, you know Mjolnir shows up, uh, much to the chagrin of Thor's new weapon, Stormbreaker. Yes, there's a jealous axe in this movie, and that's quite funny. <laughs> okay, uh, there right, are scre- right, yeah. There are screaming giant space goats, which uh, are always good for a giggle. Uh, Russell Crowe shows up as Zeus right. with the most outrageous Greek accent. He sounds like Stavros. You know... Um, uh, the Harry Enfield character yeah, that runs the uh, kebab shop. Yeah, no, 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 well, the other one, Stavros. Yeah. Uh, he sounds like him. Um, but this this is, however, you know, you must concede this is the MCU on the brink of self-parody. You know, they're, they It's pretty been... clever if you think about it. Have you noticed, um, I'm sure you've been watching The Boys, which is just unspeakably no. out there, whacked out. Oh, I don't even know where to begin. So basically, back to the days of what was that Will Smith character that was a bad boy superhero? Hancock. Yes, back Hancock. to the, it, they, they, they're giving these guys more than just you know peace, truth, in the American way. They're funny. Well, this is certainly um, an attempt to do something uh, other than that. But this is, um, but I mean that the film itself is is teetering on the brink of self-parody. Uh, this is almost like. Um, MCU Marvel Panto than it is a a, a legitimate MCU movie. If you remember in Thor Ragnarok, there is a scene in which uh, in in Asgard where 
Odin is really it's really Loki in disguise, but Odin yeah. is watching a play that is being put on celebrating his previous exploits, in which you have like Matt Damon in a cameo right and then. Sam Neill and and Chris Hemsworth's brother, whose name I don't even remember. Well, this film is almost like that play as a movie. Yeah. It's so it's so silly above and beyond anything else. Uh, you know, it is first and foremost a comedy rather than even with Thor Ragnarok, it was it was a big space adventure first that was also very funny. Okay. This this is most definitely a very silly, expensive, impro- largely improvised comedy yeah first and foremost that is also set in deep space and occasionally deals with subject matters like mortality and um uh you know loss of faith the role of gods in a modern society particularly very specifically a society that worships superheroes as gods yeah it doesn't it uh, it does address you know where do the traditional gods uh have a place when characters like Thor and Spider-Man are being worshipped. I think it's... So it has, a, it has some interesting topics, but it's, it's, it's very silly. Film critic James Marsh on Friday's Morning Brew. Okay, if you don't like sitting in one place for more than an hour and enjoy learning about new things, yet also staying indoors, our next thing might be the place for you. Starting from yesterday, the Hong Kong Science Museum will stage a large-scale dinosaur exhibition in association with the Hong Kong Jockey Club, featuring fossils and skeletons of eight of the most iconic creatures to ever walk on this planet. Aside from exhibits, the museum has incorporated different special lighting effects, multimedia techniques to showcase the wonders of creatures that walked on our planets millions of years ago. To give us more detail on the exhibition is Paulina Chan, museum director of the Hong Kong Science Museum, where she told Janice Wong and James Ockenden on what we can expect. Oh, everybody loves dinosaurs. And so I think uh, everybody excited to want to see a mega dinosaurs exhibition in Hong Kong. So um, the Hong Kong Jockey Club series, the big eight dinosaur revelation exhibition, um, features eight of the most iconic creatures from the age of the dinosaurs together for the first time. It has included some very famous, for example, Tyrannosaurus, Triceratops, Spinosaurus, Aerosaurus, uh, Diplodocus, and etc. So these specimens are extremely rare and have a high level of original bone competitiveness. With novel scientific insight and immersive experience and dynamic skeletal minds, the exhibition will present the latest scientific discovery in paleontology and showcase how paleontologists employ new technology to study fossils and figure out the life of these prehistoric creatures. Okay, so I, I went to see the uh, Diplodocus in Dorset, actually, in uh, in the UK, and it's fabulous. It's huge, but I found it slightly less fabulous when I learned it was actually a plaster cast of the actual bones and it wasn't the real bones. So how many real bones, or sorry, real fossil bones um, are we going to see at this new show? Oh, so 
I think uh, in the bone current, of course, um, the one showcase here, uh, we have uh, all together, we have eight pieces of dinosaurs. So two of them are one-to-one ways of reconstructed skeletal models or a skeletal mount. That is very because Why this is a skeletal mount? Because um, these two species uh, has a gossos uh, pastures and also the other one is Spinosaurus. This two species are very unique and the number of the existing dinosaurs fossils in the world is very limited. Recently we have a new discovery. We have ex- uh, exact excavated some um, dinosaurs fossils in Africa uh, for the Spinosaurus. So the scientists um, uh, have uh, got a new discovery on this specimen. They are very excited. So they jointly uh, published some journals and scientific research on this special dinosaurs. It totally rejuvenates all our understanding of these dinosaurs in the world. Apart from this, um, because um, except for the Tyrannosaurus, the other seven fossil skeletons on display in Hong Kong for the first time. Because the size is so big, you know, the dinosaur is so big, we showcase one-to-one ways. The museum has specially designated a total area of around 2,000 square meters at the permanent exhibition area. Um, some of the highlight exhibits include the most complete aerosaurus skeleton ever found, which is over 90% competitiveness uh, when we when the scientists discovered um, at that moment. Of course, some of the bones are very variable, so uh, they are not allowed to come to Hong Kong. Instead of it, we have a very, very um, high delegated cast model we showcase here. And the Diplodocus, we have the real dinosaur scale uh, showcases. So you've got the actual, you've got the actual uh, fossils on display. Yes, yes, yep. on the on the showcases because um, these dinosaurs are very unique, especially the scouts. Yeah. Uh, it is very precocious, so we showcase the inside display case. Um, for the other exhibits, um, for example, the Triceratops, it is standing at high, height over 3 meters. Mm. It is the first time uh-huh. of this species uh, uh, mounted together to make a skeletal models to showcase here. Lei, what I really, really want to know is uh, whether we will be able to touch any of the pieces put on display. Yes, yes, that's, uh, we, because we are a museum, we are very strong on the education role. So we specially arranged that is uh, one of the neck of a cerebral, uh, allow the visitor to touch gently to feel the, what is fossils and what is the difference between bones and fossils. Mm. Are you worried that it might be a damage in the process? I mean, many of the visitors, they might be uh, young children, they, they don't really know their own strengths. Oh, um, I, I think the young children must be very excited. But of course, um, the Science Museum has a, a, a very um, strong experience um, to uh, manage the interactive of these children. So uh, it, this is not the first time we show the real dinosaur's bone to allow visitors to touch. Because these uh, pieces of dinosaur, they have a specially treated preserve and it is not fragile. So we also have uh, some security measures. For example, we will allow our ambassador to watch over um, the, uh, the manage the situation and, and engage with the visitor how to uh, touch the bones and also we have some interpretation on these pieces. 
And uh, I just want to ask them, you were talking about uh, how eight of the most iconic creatures from the golden age of dinosaurs will be uh, exhibited uh, for the first time. Um, Which one do you think it will be a a must-see? Which one is the star of the show? Um, from my point of view, because yes. I uh, visit a lot of exhibitions yes. in different parts of the world, I would like to choose this one-to-one reconstructed uh, skeleton models of Spinosaurus. Because it is the first time we have a replicate of this kind of dinosaurs uh, in Asia, uh, in the world, even though. So, and it has used the latest scanning technology to scan some parts of the bones, and we also use the 3D printing technology to print all the um, replicas pieces and also the cast model. That is very important because nowadays we would like to employ new technologies to study fossils, especially a lot of paleontologists. Teno- they use this technology to understand more about the prehistoric creatures. This is one of the points we want to focus is that, um, you know, um, dinosaurs dominate the world for millions of years. Um, our Earth has experienced five mass extinctions. Uh, scientists foresee that uh, we may have the chance to face the sixth mass extinction. So we hope this exhibition will inspire visitors to think about uh, the human beings in the grand story of evolution and the challenges threatening our future on this planet. For example, the global warming, extreme weather events, and loss of the biodiversity. We have the choice at this moment. We would like to all the people take appropriate action to save our Earth. Uh, We would like all of us don't choose the extinction. Museum Director of the Hong Kong Science Museum, Paulina Chan, on Thursday's Back Chat. Hong Kong is truly a beautiful city with so much to experience and do. However, as time passes by, more of what we used to love is slowly disappearing. What better to capture these collective memories than drawing them out? I'm no artist myself, but I know an urban sketcher that can tell us more about her exciting trips around Hong Kong. In case you didn't know, an urban sketcher is an artist that practices drawing on location in cities, towns, and villages they travel or live in. On the 123 show, Noreen Mears spoke to local urban sketcher Ruth Chan, where she travels around Hong Kong documenting the city's architecture, people, culture, and more. Sometimes she even skips lunch just to sit and capture the beautiful scenes around her. Well, I would say um, I do urban sketching. Um, that means most of my artwork or uh, drawings, they are done on location. So I'll be like with my friends, urban sketches, and we'll be going around Hong Kong in different places and just sit there and sketch on the streets. So that's just mainly street scenes or special architecture of Hong Kong and sometimes like stores, local stores. That, that's mainly my topics of of paintings. What inspired you to sort of get into urban sketching? Well, it's it's really by accident (laughs) to say, because I come across um, uh, an advertisement kind of, uh, like uh, it's a promotion of events. It's a group of urban sketching group. Like a meetup group? Yeah, meetup group on uh, social media. So I was thinking, oh, I like um, drawings when I was a kid. I never had really proper... 
like I'm like sort a of training. Training, yeah. yeah. So I'm self-learned kind of. So studying five years ago, I see this、um, promotion of the event, and then so I just just attend. And then starting from the first day, I become really passionate about urban sketching, and、mm. yeah. So I I am now doing it like three four times a week. That's amazing.、Ruth. And then we have a. a Uh, lunch group, so that、um, people that work in the same area we gather together during lunch time, and then we give up on eating. <laughs> so that we have we have a special name called Fast Sketcher. So fast, like we have to sketch fast, and also we are fasting, so we are not having any lunch. <laughs> I love sketch that. Together, <laughs> yeah, fast sketches. That's、yes. brilliant.、Uh, so so apart from、um, the artwork. Um, another th- good thing with urban sketching is like I'm promoting too much yeah, urban yeah, sketching, yeah, but no, that's what I、good. do, and I, I'm really it, I'm, I love the passion <laughs> in your voice. I'm sure listeners can hear how passionate you are. Yes, and I think it is the whole process. So it's a, it's not just、um, the final artwork that's done that I'm happy with and that's it, but it's the whole process. So it's the time when you actually. Um, choosing your location and then meet up your sketcher friends, sit together to on the streets, and the beauty of it is that you can kind of、uh, join in with the local community. Like you will have people passing by, and usually we kind of think of Hong Kong people being aloof, like busy. But then when you actually sit down and draw on the spot, you have lots of people from the neighborhood. And then come and look around and and chit chat. So that's really great experience. Yeah, and、mm-hmm. and as people say, it's the journey, not the destination. That's right. That's、yeah. exactly how it is. So,、mm. what is that process of selecting an an area?、Um, how does it work? Do you sort of plan in advance? How how does the process work? Well, uh, well, uh, well. Sometimes we have.、Uh, Well, me or my sketcher friends, maybe we have、uh, a place in mind that oh, we always、uh, we really want to sketch like it's a heritage,、um, or maybe we are sketching for an event like an exhibition that、uh, has a particular place in in as a topic. But usually, if it's just our lunch sketch, so it's is. We just choose. Oh, in in we work in Wen Chai, so it's like in Wen Chai. Great area. It is. It, it is. It's sort、and、of got that old and new yeah, juxtaposition. Like we never run out of topic in Wen Chai, <laughs> so it can be、um, shop fronts、um, and then heritage uh, uh, buildings and etc. So、yeah. lots and lots of fun stuff. <laughs> What do you like to draw then, Ruth? Um, architecture, okay, I like.、Uh, or another thing is because I start I with suppose, drawing yeah, buildings. Yeah, you've evolved as well. Your your journey as an artist. That's right.、Yeah. That's right.、Um, I have to be honest. I have to confess that I'm not very good with drawing people. But then drawing street scenes, I have to include people. So I'm like now getting into that.、Uh, so hopefully, maybe next time I see you again, I can say that. Oh, I'm very good with drawing people. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, what do you do with in terms of the people? How much detail do you go into? Because I mean, for for our listeners, I, I really urge you to go on. Ruth's um uh, Ruth's uh, Instagram, uh, which is uh, at r u f underscore f u r, and you can see how beautiful and how detailed these drawings are. So you go into a lot of detail, actually,、um, uh, for, for some of the architecture. How much detail do you sort of go into, and how much do you sort of think, oh, I'll blur them out a little bit? Well, I'm still learning that, <laughs> to be very honest, because I like to draw details. I I like, as I said, I like the. Um, the, the journey in this drawing. So I think it's it's kind of like a meditation. You know,、yeah. we're always talking about mindfulness. And when you sketch on location, that's exactly what what you feel like. like that's you're, you're so really, deep. Yes. yes, you're immersed in 
your whole person into it. And so I sometimes drill too much on, on the detail. So it, it's always like um, drawing a bit and then sit back and, and look at what, what I'm doing and then think maybe it's time to, to stop there. <laughs> so it's, it's always like, like a checking on and what I've done so far and then see how it goes. So yeah. it's, it's never a, a rule or rule of thumb or uh, yeah, yeah, like that. Mm. How has your sort of journey evolved? Um, how, have, how have you sort of matured in terms of your, your art form? Well, uh, when I look back at my old sketches, uh, it's sort of like uh, very cartoon, <laughs> you know, very simple. But I like that too, because that's just like how I am very true to what the, my character is. Exactly. Yeah, but then as I get better, so I'm learning on perspective, color, and all that sort of skills set type of thing. So I think I'm now getting better. So I'm, I'm getting more compliments from my sketcher <laughs> friends. It's absolutely stunning. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. I walked past you and I yeah. was like, oh, I need to go back and say something. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. So going back to Saiwan Estate, where we where we met, how's your uh, drawing? Did you manage to finish it that day? Not yet, because I'm too busy, like, like too busy to get on other sketches. I'm, I'm doing bad. it every day since then. You that day. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no, but, but I'll go back and finish it because um, um, the day that I went there, you remember, it was like yes. rainy and yeah. So, but then uh, Saiwan Estate is a place that I really want to sketch because I know that um, it's going to be rebuilt. Yes. So it's going to be torn down soon. So another thing is like you can you can feel that like Hong Kong is changing so much and so fast and all these old buildings, they are not going to be there forever. So it's every time you sketch a place, sometimes uh, me and my sketcher friends, we, we feel that we are not as fast as the developers. <laughs> it's like a race against It's time. like a race, yeah. So when we hear some news about a place that's going to be gone then we, we usually just rush there and, and try to record and so it's like it's like taking like uh, recording in in history yeah, <laughs> yeah. Riff Chan artist and urban sketcher on the one two three show with Noreen Mir to end today's program I'll leave you with our wonderful friend Steve James where he takes a look back on this day in music. And this time, it's with the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Take care and have a wonderful day. And I'll see you next week here on The Week on 3. I'm Christy Lai. Wait, look up in the sky. Is it a man? A gentleman. Dear fellow. A lad, perhaps. No, it's... Steve James. I can't believe this is happening. Uh-oh, this isn't looking too good. I noticed you weren't smiling. Would you care for a flower and some happiness? Mucho, mucho, baby. To die's choose, die. To die's choose, die. The factories may be roaring with the boom a lack a zoom a lack a wee. But there isn't any roar when the clock strikes four. Everything stops for tea. And here we go. Oh, they may be playing football. 
And the crowd is yelling, kill the referee. Kill the referee. But no matter what the score, when the clock strikes four, yes. everything stops for tea. Tea break this afternoon. This day, 1954, working together for the first time in a, in a recording studio, I can do this, uh, with Scotty Moore and Bill Black. Elvis Presley fools around during the break with an up-tempo version of That's All Right. Producer Sam Phillips has them repeat the jam, and this time records it, and it becomes Presley's first release on Sun Records. Well, that's all right, Mama. That's all right for you. That's all right, Mama. Just any way you do it, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right, Mama. told me, Papa done told me too, son that guy you foolin' wish he ain't no good to you, but that's all right, that's all right, that's all right, mama, anyway, do. Shook up. Mm-hmm. 